Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. welcome you, you, and especially you to this episode of Infotainment. And I hope you are having a pleasant morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. I do have a special guest in today. CJ is down for the Labor Day holiday weekend here in the United States and the great state of Minnesota. Welcome, CJ. Hello, listeners, far and near and near and far and those in between. Hello and hello from Worthington. (laughs) Glad to be back. So, CJ, did you want to remain incognito during this podcast? Remain incognito. I don't even know what that is. Incognito. Well, it would help if I have it on the right effect. (laughs) Disguise your voice like this. Disguise my what? Or or you can sound like Mickey Mouse. I don't know. I don't have a headphone, so I don't know what I'm sounding like. Hello? But where do I plug it? Oh, that's right. (laughs) What are you people? On dope? Okay, we can both be Cognito for the whole show. Cognito? Cognito? What is Cognito? That voice took I hear. I'd have to look it up, but I know it means somebody is not obvious. Not obvious? This is what her disguise, maybe just use voice disguise. Disgusted? I'm disgusted? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's like we're both mafia hitmen or something, <laughs> talking to uh, the interviewer. That was legitness. Somebody call security. Well, enough of fun games with that, but... Using the Road Procaster 2 for a little of the effects. Might as well, might as well make some use out of them. I, I'm paying for them. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've had a busy weekend. We, what did we do? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> See, we went fishing. Uh, we stood and 
three states at once. Yeah, that was interesting <laughs> because we were at like one of the smallest little monuments there is. It's near the Grand Falls Casino and Resort near uh, Larchwood, Iowa, which is about like 10 miles away from it. And we were both uh, playing uh, slot machines. Uh, I did not lose my uh, shirt in the process, but I could have had a little bit more. But I had some uh, free spins, and I got about $70 up on a thing, but that was about it. I think they have tightened up their slots, so I guess if they can do that, I'm sure they have a way. But since COVID, they're trying to get people back in the seats, but it didn't look like they had a problem yesterday. No, and I hadn't done anything like that before, and it's not something I do on a regular basis, but it was, uh, you know, I didn't win any, but... You know, I went in with ten dollars and and left minus ten, so I didn't didn't do it big time, didn't win, but it was fun still. Yeah, it's fun uh, when you are on the, one of those uh, free spin uh, penny machines, but it uh, it's enticing to hear that ding 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 ding. When you win and here you only get like a dollar or less <laughs> for additional cash on the thing unless you uh, are playing uh, 20 lines and max bet. <laughs> then you, if you hit something good, that's when you uh, get some bigger money. So we Yeah, I don't understand all that line stuff I, that... Is still kind of foggy to me as to exactly what it is, but so it's it's kind of like playing tic tac toe. You can win going across. You can win straight across. Win huh. that kind of thing. But yeah, we're we're not the big gamblers like some people. We. Uh, when I went with some other friends, we used to see a guy who was playing uh, a poker machine, I believe, and he was playing two, I think, at once. And I didn't know they allowed that, but I think some don't. I'm not sure. But when he won, he won big, and they come out with the cash all the time. Mm. We've seen him there multiple times. And every time he won big like that, he would uh, just give an older lady a $100 bill because he gave my friend's uh, uh, wife a $100 bill when she said, oh, I didn't win today. I don't think she knew he, he did that. And so he just handed her a 100 mm. And... <laughs> One time I did kind of walk behind him and I uh, saw him give a $100 bill to somebody 
after he had passed, and she was just holding the $100 bill like, what just happened here? Because <laughs> he doesn't stay and explain it, but... So that's that's kind of nice of him to yeah, do that. Really. I at one time I was there, and I knew he did that, and I was sitting kind of uh, not real close to him, but I was at the slot machine, and I was trying to look as dejected as possible, just to see if he would come <laughs> up to me and hand me a hundred dollar bill, <laughs> but. Uh, from what I've heard, and I think he only gave it to women, so hmm. I didn't qualify. There's some people in that, that next table a little bit down from us that was really cheering on. I don't know what they were playing, but they seemed to be looking out. I What I think they were doing was rolling dice. Well, even though we uh, didn't have a great day financially at the casino we did have something interesting happen when we left we on our way home we did see a small monument so uh, that we were it's posted where we are can stand in four different states if we move around isn't that the way that works yeah i think uh wasn't it three, three states? It was in the Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't read the plaque totally in front of it, but <laughs> it's just a real small deal, like I don't know, three to five miles away from Grand Falls Casino and Resort. Yeah, I saw it when we were going out that way, and I was wondering what it was. And then on the way back, there was people standing by it. So I thought, you know what, turn around and go back and check it out. Yep, and they had us, well, you, take their picture while they were standing by the monument. Right, yep. And before that, there was another couple with like four kids there, and they wanted their picture took, so I took it for them as well, so... Now, the second group of people that uh, came to the uh, monument were a, a man and his wife, and he spoke a few words, and I could hear the accent. And luckily, I guess, I, <laughs> I guessed uh, Scotland. He goes, well, you guessed it right. Most people guess Ireland. And he said, you're, the, you're like the only one that's gotten it right. And either him and her, or his wife said that. <laughs> but uh, it was, he kind of thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a nice couple. Yeah, we had quite the conversation. And I, I brought up the fact that I had seen that, what do you call it, a caper? It's a huge, like, pole, heavy pole, uh, tree, like. Yeah, yep. And and they're wearing kilts, and and they have to hold it with their hands down below, and it's like really tall too. And uh, when they toss it, they get they go for a running start. 
and they toss it. And if you if the pole drops backwards, it doesn't count or low score. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it counts. Hmm. But if it goes forward, then it counts as far as the distance. And I don't know if he, he he said it was like caper. Isn't that what he said? Something like that, yeah. Okay. And what was it? He We were talking Irish a little bit, and and I said, well, I, I've done an Irish goodbye from time to time. That's where people are partying and whatever, and uh, it's where you leave without telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of laughed at that. I think he, he didn't say anything because they were <laughs> about ready to leave, but I think he knew. I'm pretty sure he knew what I meant. But he says, yeah, he, he could understand why people would guess Irish, but... He, I guess uh, Scotland on the first time, and he, uh, I asked about which is a better tourist de- destination, uh, Glasgow or Edinburgh. I think he said uh, uh, Glasgow. Uh, yeah, I think so. And he said, well, it's the Highlands you need to go to. Uh, my niece and uh, her dad would uh, know because I believe they've been there and they've tried haggis, which is, I believe, a intestinal-type sausage that's, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> kind of a, an acquired taste. Yeah, it's called haggis. But I forgot to mention that. I, I wish I would have. I would love to have had them uh, on as guests, but, you know, they don't really know me or anything, and I thought about getting a picture with them, and I thought, well, you know, who is this guy, and we could be ripped, and this could be right. all, over, all over the Internet and uh, stuff. So, But it was a good conversation there, which was kind of an added bonus of, Going to the casino. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they weren't going to the casino. That's kind of funny out there in the middle of nowhere, but I think they were just traveling looking, looking for that monument. And he, he kind of goes, no, no, we're Scottish. We, uh, we're a little bit uh, close to the vest with our money. There will be no <laughs> slot machine play by them. <laughs> and uh, they were headed to... Uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to a, a very uh, pretty area called Falls Park, and uh, which might be kind of running low this year. Right, with all the lack of rain and stuff. That was kind of that was a made for a a fun time. On our way back, we decided to drive around the lake and. Uh, go fishing. Yeah. Yeah, went uh, went fishing there and uh, didn't get, uh, didn't catch many fish or any fish really, but it was it was fun just to uh, try and see what was going to, you know, what we could do. And uh, it was fun just being out there. 
Now, I used to fish quite a bit with my nephew, but mainly what happened was I'd get backlash with my open-faced reel. I didn't have a closed-faced one. Or I'd uh, get a snag or hang it up in a tree nearby and not get, <laughs> and sometimes not get my knot right and attaching the hook. But uh, so I didn't have any uh, pole with me. And, but I did, did have a lot of stuff left over in my uh, <clears throat> tackle box. So, and I went really, well, my friend gave me a cane pole, which for me is real, real old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, uh, it was, uh, it did the job. If only we would have caught some fish out there. But I made the mistake and thought thought I had live bait and went to open it up and found out everything was dead. So fortunately... You had some uh, some lures and stuff we could try and didn't catch anything with it, but like I say, it was a good time just being out there. Now, what was it those worms were kept in? That black, was it just regular dirt or? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever they, uh, you know, I got them several, several weeks ago at, at, uh, at Walmart and um, they lasted, you know, they, I don't know how long they're supposed to last, but I had those couple of weeks, and they say as long as you put them in the fridge, you know, they'll keep for a while. And I think I just had them too long, and uh, last time I had them out, they were they were still living. But anyway, I guess that happens. I should have should have checked it before I headed out, and I didn't. It was kind of funny to me that every time I thought I was grabbing a worm. It would just kind of fall apart, and I go, "Was this a worm, or was this just the dirt?" <laughs> yep, I was kind of thinking the same thing when I tried to uh, to put the hook in it, and it kept falling apart. And I'm like, "Okay, that probably was probably was not a worm." And then discover later, oh, it was, but um, it was deceased beyond uh, recognition. <laughs> <laughs> The, the second spot we were at fishing was a area right near the uh, campground, Olson Park, where a lot of nice-looking campers were parked there, and they also had a lot of LED lights strung around their oh, definitely. campers. <laughs> yep, that was kind of neat to see them at night. The one time we were there, this wasn't uh, this time, but we saw one camper where the whole back end dropped down and the couple had like uh, Lazy Boy recliners on the platform of the back wall and the mosquito netting closed around so the bugs couldn't get inside there which I thought was really innovative as far as the, uh, the model uh, of their camper. Yeah, and then what we saw one camper where they had a big screen TV. Was that inside the camper or in the tent? I think one was in the tent and another one was inside the cam uh, camper. Yeah, mm -hmm. we could have 
uh, stood there. We didn't have like bag chairs or anything, but we could have stood there and watched television <laughs> in a couple places. Yep, for for sure. Those uh, a lot of those you know campers are more like uh, cabins on wheels. You know, they got just about everything you want in them. Yeah, it's it's like they're uh, bringing their own home. Yep. For sure, what way to nice way to do it, but be there along the lake. You know, I was going to bring my camper up, but uh, I've had electrical problems with the AC and uh, decided not to. It's actually sitting in a shop right now, but the way the weather's been at night, I probably could have brought it down. Would have been okay because it's been pretty cool here in the evenings lately. Yeah, it would have been a nice night for a, a camp campfire. We saw several campfires and people around it and looked like a lot of fun yeah yeah it did it would have been fun just to sit around the fire and kick back and relax i've also watched some youtube campers uh, this one lone wolf 902 which is kind of a relaxed deal this guy goes camping uh, all the time and is pretty quiet and and uh, sets up, and he sometimes uh, goes a hot tent camping where he's got a polymy wood-burning stove, which he can cook on top of it and also put it inside his tent. It's got a little uh, chimney thing he rolls out and a little stack on top of that Hmm. for the smoke. So... I don't know. Uh, I've also seen some sailing uh, couples that uh, live aboard their boats. They have a different brand of wood burner, which is a lot cuter for their boats as far as that. And they bring these compressed wood blocks, which burn pretty well for a long time. And this couple sailing Uma, it's called... They were around Norway a lot of the time, and they were using their wood-burning stove Mm. a lot under a 38-foot Pearson uh, sailboat, which they renovated into an electric uh, motor, uh, and they crossed the Atlantic with an electric motor. Mm. So... The the ways of electric uh, motors... Uh, are really starting to pick up in the uh, sailing world. And this couple, they they only use their uh, motor very infrequently. They're pretty much sailors at heart. Huh. That would be nice as long as you don't depend on the motor. I mean, it would be uh, sad if something uh, you know broke down. And, of course, you'd be depending on the wind then, I guess. Yep, and they they do have a Honda uh, generator and and inverter. They don't like to use it because it's so loud or whatever, but they were in uh, polar bear country. They were as far as they could go without seeing uh, extremely large uh, floating ice, uh, Mm. which could have damaged their boat. But they uh, did see, like, three uh, polar bears on a floating uh, 
nice uh, chunk. That'd be neat to see. And they at, at a certain point, I think it's what is it, Long Yerban, or I forget how they pronounce it, but and at a certain point, the farther north you go, you have to have a rifle with you. Hmm. Well, uh, also over the weekend, we did watch a movie with, uh, oh, God, what is his name? I can't think of it right now, but it was called Joe Bell. And it was uh, based on a true story. This father uh, ha had a gay son, and he decided... He was a little reluctant on accepting it at first, but uh, it it kind of had a sad, really sad ending. Yeah, that it did. He didn't know which way really it was going to go until, you know, kind of figured it out toward, toward the latter half of it. But uh, it was... It was sad, but it really makes you... I mean, it makes you think, and I think that's why they produced the... Uh, the show, you know, it was based on a true story and, uh, you know, had some things to think about. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is the actor, and I think he's getting away from the more uh, action-packed thrillers. Uh, and uh, he uh, also did the movie uh, Father Stew, which I haven't seen, but that's where he... Uh, lived kind of a wild life as a boxer at, at a certain point and decides uh, to become a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, might look that movie up. I hear it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't seen anything about it either, but, but yeah, it sounds like it might be interesting. But as far as this movie goes, um, you know, it, it, was, it was pretty... Thought provoking, and I just wonder how many young people are going through stuff, and their their parents, you know, either refuse to listen to them or won't refuse, uh, won't, you know, won't listen to them or won't support them. And then when they decide to do so, it's so it's you know too late. It was about bullying. Yep, yep. It was about bullying, and uh... dude, you dick. <laughs> How dare you! It's just really sad to think that a person would take their life because just because of what somebody else would say to them, or treat them, rather. Well, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of late to say this, but there are spoilers. <laughs> well, what's kind of a, a Sixth Sense uh, movie-type deal was uh, he was going to walk from his home. What was it in Idaho? Yeah, or, it. Uh, well, the the where where it started happening was in Oregon, Oregon, uh, Legand or Legrand, Oregon. Yeah, and he was going to walk to New York and and stop uh, anywhere like uh, schools and uh, talk about that and how people. Uh, students mainly should become more accepting of uh, people. Right. And, you know, 
and he was you know dealing with some stuff himself while he's walking on this on this journey and discovering some things about himself as well. Yes, uh, you know, what we didn't get at first, but it was kind of uh, told during the movie was he was imagining or was having visions of his son uh, trying to motivate him to keep on going. He was walking to New York with his little cart with his stuff, and you don't realize that his son is uh, uh, dead. And at the time, I mean, he was just having visions of that. So at one, at some point, you'd see his son, and and other points you wouldn't see him. And I thought, well, this is kind of strange. And I guess uh, a lot of the bullying was he was a uh, well. Uh, I don't know if flamboyant is the word on it, but he was a, a male cheerleader, and I, I don't think it was really accepted at his school at that time, but now they're a little more commonplace. Yeah, um, like I was telling you uh, earlier, when I lived in Missouri, there was somebody I knew, their brother was in high school and was a, a cheerleader, and... I think a lot of people thought something different other than what he really was and uh, or is and he ended up joining the military and and now he's got a wife and kid and so things aren't always what they seem, you know. Yeah. Uh so you uh had a story kind of switch gears but yeah, really switching gears here. Well, we Thought the movie was good anyway. It's worth a look. That uh, that it is, and it makes you think. That's that's for sure. Yeah, if I can find it here, just switch. I had a story about a new flesh-eating organism they found on some of the beaches, and um, I had it pulled up here, and it disappeared on me. So, uh, oh, here it is. It's called. Uh, Creepy crawlers, flesh-eating many shark bugs sinking teeth into the beachgoers across one state. And uh, the picture of it itself is ugly enough to think something like that would be in the beach or in the dirt. They're just, they're gross looking, but... Ew! It says beachgoers in Southern California are being targeted by swarms of tiny aggressive sea bugs who have an appetite for human feet. Uh, that in itself sounds gross. <laughs> the bugs, who have earned the nickname mini-shark, have been identified as waterline isopods, a crustacean species that grows to be around 0.3 inches uh, long and can form swarms of more than a 1,000 individuals according to Walla Walla University in Washington. And these mini sharks live in the shallow waters of the Pacific Ocean and seasonally migrate up and down the coast, leaving their wake beach, uh, their wake beach goers hopping in pain. You know, I've been up to Oregon and been to the, to the beaches up in Oregon, and I'd never ran into anything like that. 
These bugs quickly find barefoot waders and will bite into their flesh, drawing blood. And since these animals are so small, the bites are tiny but painful like a pinprick. Experts recommend rapidly shuffling the feet uh, reduces but does not eliminate the number of bites. People attacked by the isopods describe the bite as being painful and surprising, noting how the bugs look like a group of tiny piranhas and had attacked their feet and ankles. Those mm. attacked notice that the pain faded after 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not a real long-lived thing, but it's painful. It's like if we don't have enough to worry about, like monkey pox now. And, <laughs> and uh, I wonder if they're like, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of uh, reminiscent of the show Friends, but there was an episode where Monica gets stung by a jellyfish. And uh, Joey remembers that if you urinate on a jellyfish sting, it's supposed to reduce the pain. (laughs) I wonder, I I doubt that this would work for that, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You know, from what I read here, uh, Southern California beaches have not issued any warning to swimmers at this point. So apparently it's not widespread. Yeah, it's one more thing to worry about other than just sharks in the ocean. Now you got, you know, these little creatures on the beach. <laughs> Interesting, at least I'm not planning on going west anytime real soon. And if I did, I'd want to go to the beach. But knowing that, eh, I don't know if I would or not now. Yeah, especially if it's a clothing optional beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I have heard of, uh, it's not very frequent, but <laughs> thankfully, but people dying from a uh, amoeba that gets into their brain from swimming. Hmm. That's, I think I remember reading about that or hearing it uh, quite a while ago for somebody who died from that. And that's that would be undetectable. I've heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. Around I don't know. Around here our lake is a mud bottom lake. And it is not very clear <laughs> to say <laughs> that. It is not a sandy bottom lake where you can uh uh see the bottom and lower in shallower waters. But (laughs) speaking of shallow waters, it's kind of interesting what they're finding out there in uh, Lake Mead right now. Oh, man. Bodies in barrels. I don't know if they're surrounded by cement or not, but. Yeah, Hmm. old shipwrecks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It'll be interesting if the water level does go lower, how many bodies they will find just from drownings. I think they have found some, uh, they have identified some that have just uh, mainly drowned out there. Kind of a sad deal, but, uh, you know, hopefully they're finding some closure for some of these families out there. No. You know, that have been missing loved ones and from whatever happened. And, you know, hopefully they've They've got the technology where they can figure out who some of these people are that they're finding. 
Well, that's uh, a death uh, not <laughs> uh, you don't want and and uh, comes upon suddenly, but you don't ask for. But I've heard of this guy that uh, he thought he could live rem- among grizzly bears. Him and his wife or his girlfriend, I, I don't know. how They did for a long time, but eventually the grizzly bears got them and, and they started at their feet. Hmm. And uh, there was some, I guess they had a recorder or video going or whatever, but it recorded that. And one of the uh, sheriffs or officials with the DNR, I'm not sure, but heard some of the recording and he said, I hope the parents do not listen to that. Hmm. I forget about that, but that that is something I would not do is to go live among uh, grizzly bears where they're uh, <laughs> hanging no. out. No, I have a relative up in Duluth that made a special barrel and he's invited me several times because of my video background to go up and videotape the uh the bears up there in his uh device and i was like no that's okay i'm i'm good with uh staying away and just watching them on tv i, I don't need to be the one out there videoing them <laughs> in a barrel much much less you know <laughs> <laughs> not much protection if they come knocking around that, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Did he have it secured or? You know, I don't know. Um, I can just picture it taking a swap and me and the barrel rolling down the hill someplace. I have seen people in videos that they they seem to be able to scare off uh, sometimes black bears. But I hear that you do not... Uh, uh, scare off a grizzly easily. <laughs> don't know, but I, I don't want to be close to him. No, no. And I think you can get a special license for here for uh, bear hunting. I do not know what bear tastes like. I guess the most exotic thing I've eaten at the state fair. <laughs> oh, uh, probably the only time I'll ever eat it is an alligator. I can't remember if that was on a stick or not, but they put a lot of stuff on sticks and deep fry everything, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, last night, uh, I guess they did have some violence at the fair. It's unfortunate that people can't go gather together in groups and not feel safe anymore after a certain time. This seemed to happen later on in the evening when families typically go home and it's just it was just kind of a mess, I guess. Yeah, just really sad you can't go out there and have fun without having to worry about something like that. What I don't get is, you know, there are some guns involved and and I went there just a week ago and they've got a, a metal detector set up that you can, you know, you have to walk through and stuff and I don't get how somebody got a gun in there or guns whatever the case was. I don't know. I think after that all happened, there were, well, people uh, scurrying and climbing over fences to get away. 
And I think there might have been people that were climbing fences to get into the fair. And I don't get that. Why? You know, if everybody's leaving, why do you want to get in there? Maybe expect to start more trouble or something? Yeah, I don't understand. I I think they were suspecting some sort of uh, gang-related uh, people there. Yeah, it's just, just sick what's been going on, you know. Now, this year, there wasn't any incidents at the Anoka Fair, um, County Fair, but last year they had an incident and they had to close the County Fair down early. Just a bunch of sickos out there. They want to ruin it for everybody. It's just sad. Was that a violent incident at the Anoka County Fair? You hadn't told yeah, me that. Yeah, there was a fight, a fight that took place. Oh, Okay. Um, I don't know what all about or whatever, but I know there there is a fight out out there. To excuse me while I take a drink of my adult <laughs> beverage here, getting a little horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think well we've kind of covered a lot of bases here. I think it's time to. Uh, Warp Drive this uh, episode to the interwebs. And I would like to thank again CJ uh, for coming down and uh, spending the holiday weekend. And Yeah, it's we- been, a, been a great weekend. We, you know, we got some, some uh, fishing done and visited a, a few of the restaurants. And uh, by the way, there's one... Uh, well, soon-to-be restaurant down here I want to invite everybody to. I hear it's called... Uh, Randy's. No, it's called like Randy's Barbecue and Spaghetti or something like that. <laughs> um, that's what I've heard. Uh, I know he makes really good spaghetti, so next time you're down in uh, southwest Minnesota, you're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, Google it and find uh, Randy's <laughs> Barbecue and spaghetti uh it's it's uh some great food well it wasn't for uh, some chef or whatever i think they probably would poo poo it uh, or uh, something like uh oh what is it gordon ramsay yeah he always yells at the people that this is terrible i wouldn't feed this to a dog type thing but <laughs> <laughs> well i like it and i think people need to google it uh Next time they get down to southwest Minnesota. (laughs) That's good. I'm happy somebody else enjoyed it. But it's a six-hour crockpot recipe for uh, the uh, spaghetti sauce and hamburger, beef broth, water, sugar, and a whole bunch of spicing. So, But it is good. The setting was good. You didn't have... Any uh, ceiling fans that would fall down, you know, it's a safe place. So, you yeah, know, elevator service, you know, got that. And <laughs> if uh, if you're in need of, you know, needs to have some special cares there, it's uh, accessible, you know. So, yeah, really good. You guys need to Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We there was a Chinese uh, buffet style restaurant here that had a ceiling fan uh, fall down. In between the uh, food islands, uh, luckily nobody was hurt. But uh, no, I don't have any ceiling fans. <laughs> we were there, and 
were not very far from that and where we were seated. And uh, that would have not been pretty if somebody had gotten hit with that. With that, I will say uh, I hope you check out my Facebook page. Uh, I do have a video up there, a short little uh, studio thing around 20 minutes long or a little over, but, and also, if you are so inclined, you can uh, leave a uh, PayPal uh, tip uh, at randyms12 at gmail.com. A small donation would be greatly appreciated. And if you like the program, uh, tell your friends. Yes, uh, tell your friends, and don't forget to uh, Google, you know, Randy's Barbecue and Italian <laughs> Eatery, you know. Look that up, too. Make it part of your plans as you're going out west to see Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, the spaghetti sauce is the main part of it. I don't know if I'd, I'd have to look up some more, uh, maybe a lasagna recipe, but, well, we babbled on long enough, I think, so right now I will hope you enjoy this episode and will join me for the next episode of Infotainment. And as always, I hope you have a, a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Hey, Randy, thanks again for having me on. It's been a blast. Yes, thank you for uh, being on for this. And hopefully you can come back and join me for another podcast. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.